Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Rob Thrasher. I'm here with the um, what I call the Cyber Village Spotlight. And in a nutshell, what we're doing here is just kind of analyzing and chit-chatting with people who have um, achieved um, certain levels of success. We have uh, somebody hopefully with us today, I think he's here, who has um, achieved a great deal of success. And hopefully he'll share some of that with us and um, help us all kind of on the journey if you're an entrepreneur or whether you're an author or any anybody who really has to... Um, Self-market, you know, market yourself, market a product. You really can't market a product or sell anything until you can market yourself and sort of get yourself out on the marketplace and um, talk to people and communicate. And so what we're learning about is hopefully how these people communicate, how they got where they are, and learn a little bit about um, their past, present, and uh, where they plan to go for the future. Is uh, is the guest here, David? Are you there? I, I am, Rob. Thanks for joining us, Dave. This is David Lisi. He's with um, CNY Life and Homes. They're undergoing some monumental changes in, in growth experience, and we hopefully will learn a little bit about uh, sort of your uh, experience, David, in business and and just kind of in general, really. Um, Life and Homes is a kind of a, what I call an out-of-the-box publication. David's heading that up, and uh, it was David was one of the founders. I believe there was a couple of founders. David can tell us more, you know, a little better about his own journey and about the company, and uh, go ahead, Dave, what do you got for us? Thanks, Rob. Um, well, let me just give you a short background story. I, I've always worked for somebody uh, my all my years, and uh, I, you know, I went to work, paid all the bills, I have a wife and three girls, and uh, you know, for the longest time, we, we, uh, we pretty much just kind of worked like everybody else does, but mm-hmm. inside of my head, there was always this dream of maybe one day I would be able to kind of run my own business. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, um, I, I started to think about it. In fact, I started to pray about it, Rob, and I just said, Lord, you know, God, if, you're, if you want me to be in business for myself, then um, you know, maybe start uh, giving me some ideas. Mm-hmm. And I'll never Don't forget there was – isn't that Yeah, I, and uh, I thought it was uh, the right thing to do, and, and uh, you know, I just saw other people that were in business, and I thought, man, that would be a, a cool thing to do try to do one these days so what happened was i i just started asking god for his help in leading me through you know a, a possible business venture mm-hmm. so uh one day i start coming up with these these strategies in my head i'm thinking well that would kind of kind of work if we you know we tweaked it you know and it happened to be that i was thinking about real estate and i was thinking about the internet and i was thinking about putting all those kind of media together and and uh, the, you know this process started to develop in my in my thoughts, and so I would start to work on these processes. And um, quite frankly, Rob, they, they, I'd work on them and they'd fall apart, and they didn't work. And uh, I, I would try it, you know, a little bit differently the next day or you know down the road, and actually it didn't work again. You know, but right. something inside of me, I just kind of felt like, well, let's keep on tweaking this left and right. And uh, really, that was the beginning impetus of of learning to how to be, I guess, an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. one that's always thinking about things that are going to happen down the road. Uh, you know, I never think from the filter that, you know, what do I need today? It's always what's going to be working five or ten years down the road. And so I was starting to train my mind, probably unknowingly, I just started to train my mind to think about, well, what's the technology going to look like down the road for real estate? Or... 
what is going to be some of the needs or the services that I could fulfill? And so that process started to come alive in my thinking, um, thinking, and I just started to actually start taking little baby steps towards that, uh, working with uh, a couple of people that were working with me, and we would start walking down this road, and, and then we'd make a little left and turn like right or left. And little by little, the thing began to get little you know, legs on uh, the project. And uh, uh, I, I would say, Rob, that the, the real starting point for me was just starting to dream and thinking that I could be an, uh, an entrepreneur, that I could be dreaming about a product or a service that could be used down the road. And I, I would be lying to you and the audience this morning if tell you that it was all easy because it really wasn't. In fact, I would tell you that most of the time I was making wrong decisions. Uh, I, I would say 50%, maybe more, uh, of some of the times we would tweak something left or right that uh, they really weren't the right direction. But as you went along through that process, things became more and more real. And uh, you found out, well, geez, I can't do it that way, but what if I could do it this way? Right. And, Rob, that's how the process began to develop in my life. And over the years, we've been able to uh, really build a business model based upon that approach. Uh, I would say, first and foremost, praying, asking God for his help every day, mm-hmm. and then doing what I call the natural. Because, you know, I believe in prayer, obviously, but that's the supernatural. I can't do that. But I can right. do the natural. And so yeah. in my approach, I do the natural. I move it left and right kind of think about what people need down the road, and then I leave the rest up to the Lord. Awesome. And, and, and so, so really, I mean, as you're describing this, I'm hearing, and not for nothing, but as I write in, in some background um, here on the show, I've mentioned your publication in the past, and really, in a way, I kind of started business with you over a decade ago, and then yeah. um, everything kind of goes in separate ways, and... and um, we're sort of, uh, as I explained earlier, I have a uh, an article in your publication, and um, yep. one of the things that I've discovered through the process of writing this article, which has been as much a learning experience as anything for me, is that these stories are very similar. You mentioned a five to ten year window, which I think is fantastic, because I yep. do think that the sort of window that that we've all seen, and I think the window that you've worked with, um, again five to ten years. Is is about right, and I and I think even I would even, you know, say maybe it's three to five. But I mean that's technology wise. So you're t- you know Dave talks about um, the print world, but of course Dave, you you I mean you have a wonderful mixture of print and technology. Don't get me wrong on that, um, and we can talk a little bit more about that after. But as far as the window goes, I think the window is important because what I think a lot of people don't realize is that you can be too far ahead of that window. Um, oh sure. So everybody says, well, let's jump in and jump in now and do your business and don't worry about, you know, potential investors. And my advice is don't exactly jump in too fast. Like be the no. kind of person and personality who does like to jump in. But jumping in too fast without kind of guidance and self-guidance. And, and David mentions prayer. He prays about things to try to look for guidance. And, you know, everybody needs some sort of guidance. And, and if, if that's what it is, then great. Um, and so I guess the window, I think, is important. It is, Rob. Let me just make, yeah, and then let me just let me make a comment there, Rob. That is, you know, being a person that's thinking out of the box, thinking mm-hmm. entrepreneurism, it's right. not always clear the the direction that this thing is going to take. It almost like it's it, it evolves, you know, year after day after day, year after year. Right. What we might start to do it, you know, in one direction, we might be headed down this road, 
but through the the course of you know this thing morphing, it it changes direction. And I think the real secret to a successful business model is watching this thing mature as you go down the process. And right. and, and my advice would be before you would get the capital investors, the angel investors, and the big monies behind you, right. make sure that the product has its legs and make sure that it's coming to itself. Uh, and, and sometimes you need a little time for that to, to cure. You need to know, you know, okay, where's this product going and how am I taking care of all the minutiae and all the nuances with it and let it just kind of work its way through the process. And then after that period of time of, of soaking, if you will, right. then all of a sudden the product becomes more real. And uh, I, I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs that in those early days, they were clueless on okay. the direction that they were headed. They were just kind of being going down a path. And then through the period of time, uh, things uh, became more clear. And, and therein lies a difference between, and, and I don't want to sound you know, like I'm bringing up the same thing everybody brings up, but this current economy and the, and the crisis, the fiscal crisis, was really, to me, a lot about short-term thinking. And the thing that you're doing, rather than running out, you don't run out and say, hey, investors, give me all your money because here's a great idea. You yourself have to prove it to yourself before you can prove it to an investor. And that, that, therein lies the difference between a long-term company that's going to grow and expand and has a product yeah. with legs, as you described, and evolves and, and has the ability to change directions. If you're thinking no. next year, oh, where's the big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow next year? It doesn't work. It never works. Well, you know, Robin, you bring up a great point, and I've got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not some business tycoon guy I'm, I'm a, i live in a very rural community it's kind of like a norman rockwell little town and uh, i actually work off a little bit of a card table in my home so but here's here's the reality business changes every day the dynamics even some of the larger businesses in fact i think the key to business in this next era is to be very very nimble in business and uh, i think that the this the idea is coming up with a model and then all of a sudden it's stagnant and stays there I think if you have that mentality, you're not going to be in business very long because everything shifts. You know, everything, the, the market shifts, the, 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 the need for your product shifts, it moves left and right. And I really do think that the real key to this thing, that you look at your business model as being a very active, very dynamic product that's constantly ebbing and flowing through your, uh, through your business venue. Uh, of uh, things, because I think that that's the key. I think one of my successes along the, the journey that I'm in right now is that I've been able to be very, very nimble. As the, as the market, the real estate market moves left, I actually move left with the market. I don't stay in the middle, if you will. I go to the left, or if it moves right, I move to the right. And uh, then you stay in that sweet spot, which is very, very important. Absolutely, and, and therein lies the difference. And, and, and as far as evolving and, and changing directions, and I don't have this off the top of my head. Maybe you do, Dave. I don't want to put pressure on you. But I know for a fact that numerous companies that are today electronics, um, big electronic name companies, one I'm trying to think, it, it might even be Nokia, but I'm not sure what the name of the company is. But I know for a fact that there's companies that started out building crazy things like, I don't know, clothing apparel or something, and they ended up electronics yeah. companies. And that's because they said, Every step of the way, sometimes weekly they make these decisions to go True. from what they're doing today and, and decide how it will turn into what it's going to be tomorrow. And sometimes you can't decide. You have to let the product and the people that have the product tell you. Yep. And that, and that brings up a great point, Rob, and that is, you know, even the small little ideas that are germinating in the back of your, if you're, you know, in the back of your head, right. if, if you're an entrepreneur type of person like myself and even Rob, yeah. you know, you're always coming up with ideas. 
And mm-hmm. one of the things I don't do is I don't just poo-poo an idea, you know, because I'm thinking, ah, it's just a, it's a crazy idea. It's, right. It won't work. What I let it do is I let it simmer in the back of my head. Right. And I look at it, and I might poke at it. I might throw a little time, little resources at it, and give it, you know, give it some time and you know, throw it up there and, and, and throw a little money at it and, and just play around with it because you just never know where that idea, maybe it's not that idea, but that right. might be the gateway for another idea that can be a real asset to your business model down the road. Exactly. And, and, there, and therein lies the, the difference between trying to force something, you know, you can market things, and believe me, you and I both know you can market things um, sometimes well, sometimes not so well. You can market something that maybe is not ready for the marketplace, and you're yep. investing in the future um, and all that sort of thing. But at the same time, you can't force something down people's throats. If they don't accept it and take on to it fairly quickly, it's going to be an expensive marketing route. Um, yep. And like you said, you know, so you want to take all the ideas. Um, but you can't also you also can't run with those ideas too quickly. So the way no. you describe it is you take the idea, you ruminate on the idea, and yep. you see where it leads you from there. Um, if you jump, and, on and you know what, it brings and, a, go ahead. And, and Rob, it brings it brings a great another point in, in, in this process because I, I read a book not too long ago called The Dip, by um, um, my mind slips of who it was with. Um, anyway, I can look it up if you want to continue. That's okay, but it's 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 called the dip, and the the strategy behind that book is this: we all have a lot of good ideas, and uh, and then we implement some of them, and then we allow those ideas to go through a process of maturing and and you know whatever. But then there comes a time where that idea doesn't work, and in this book it it talks about the strategy of cutting your losses from that idea. And then moving your focus onto the next idea. One of the travesties, Rob, that I've seen in, in being an entrepreneur is that you can get hung up on your idea or the idea that you think is the the uh, you know the utmost importance, but you never break through with it. And and the the tragedy behind that is that you never actually get to the real good idea because you're holding on to the not so good idea. Right. And uh, what, it's been my experience that you know because there's really no mo- roadmap in what we do as being an entrepreneur. But you give it the time, you saturate it, you you pray about it, you put your resources you know towards it. But then after a period of time, and I don't really know what that period of time, it could be a couple of years, it could be whatever, then you say, you know what, I'm going to move on. It's not really, it doesn't have the legs, it doesn't, it's not producing what we thought we would do, so let's move on, let's cut our losses, and then let's move on to the next idea. Because it could be in that very next idea, where a lot of your success is going to come from. So I, I think it's very important, being an entrepreneur, that right. you give it the, the time and, and resources, but then you also move on to the next one uh, down the road. That's critical. That's critical to the whole evolving part of this process. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. We have, um, I actually looked it up, the dip, and that's a, actually the, the subtitle is very interesting. I'm going to have to pick this book up. Um, it says on Amazon.com, it says the dip. And then the subtitle is a little book that teaches you when to quit and when to stop. Yep. And that's yep. wow, that's phenomenal. That hits it right on. That's exactly what. Who, I'm who's saying. that author? Uh, that is Seth Godin, G-O-D-I-N. Good. Seth Godin. Yeah, very good. He wrote another book called The Purple Cow, and that's a marketing book. But the book on the dip, I would highly recommend anybody that's looking for uh, a great book for entrepreneurism, and uh, and really the idea is just knowing when to. 
you know, when to, you know, cut your losses and move on to the next success. And right. I, he really outlines a great strategy behind that. So I would recommend that book. And it's got five stars from 159 customers. And um, it, just from the title, I can tell you right now, I'm going to pick it up. It's under thirteen dollars. The, the the discount price is nine. And and I'm not making we're not making any money on this book. Dave just brought no. this up. I googled it quick. I found it on Amazon. It's uh my point is it's a pretty cheap book and it looks like it's got some really good points and it's four stars in, in Amazon. So I think one of the things too, Dave, is that um you mentioned like when when to come up with an idea and I think what a lot of people do and and I hear this because I hear about you know, like yourself, you said you had numerous um I don't know how you describe them, failures, other other ventures that didn't produce what you hoped that they would produce. Um, I think the key to this is that just because I think what a lot of people is they, in, they invest their own mental energy in their own ideas. Mm. And they don't necessarily evolve because a lot, they have a lot of people talking to them and a lot of noise and, and they pretty much they invest their entirety of themselves into their ideas versus just saying, well, this was my idea. Let me put that on the shelf and, and, like you said, ruminate over it. And then from there I'm going to take all these other ideas and think them through. You know, And it is difficult to sift through the noise of ideas. The easiest thing is an idea, let's face it. Yep. Um, ideas are easy. It's oh, yeah. taking the idea and actually producing something. Um, and, and the self-promotion. This is what this whole show is about, is self-promotion. And you got to be able to market yourself before you can market a product or a book or whatever it is. So to, to me, entrepreneurs, and a lot of people, they think entrepreneur, they think business, like you're doing a business. We're going to talk a little bit more about your business in a minute. But my, my whole point about business is that you have to look at, I just um, interviewed Therese, uh, Therese Jensen Lacey, and she has a lot of really cool books, and, and she's um, on a really good road right now. She's got a lot of stuff to learn from. But even her herself, she covers the gambit of books and ideas and speaking engagements. And I don't remember the number. I think she said she did 19 cities in Texas in 30 days or some crazy wow. thing. But wow. the thing with her is like one idea after the other, and she takes all the ideas. And somehow yep. out of the other end doesn't come a noise of ideas. It comes a culmination of things that, uh, once again, the, the ruminate thing is, is great because you got to take it and ruminate. But how long to ruminate? how long to, to let it go. Um, yeah, I think and, and, and one last thing about that, Rob, and this uh -huh. point, and that would be, and it's been my experience, because as you said, there's a lot of noise around us when we're thinking yeah. about a product or service that we're trying to develop. One of my, one of my thinking processes has always been uh, not, to, not to get focused uh, like, uh, or get sidetracked with too many plate spinning things around right. me. Right. The, the reality is, is that we might have a whole bunch of good ideas, but if we don't actually execute any of those ideas, then nothing's going to actually come to market. Exactly. So I'm very strategic in that I work on a product for a period of time. I don't actually get pulled off that product very often. I'm very tenacious in thinking about how I can bring this product, you know, a little left, right, up and down, and get it to market. So that way, every decision that I'm making, whether it is these little nuances or minutiae that I have to walk through, which, by the way, is really the essence of entrepreneurism, is walking through that processes of developing the product. Right. Uh, I try to stay very, very focused in that development process because it's there where probably the vast majority of people 
uh, start to get sidetracked because they come up with another idea or as Uncle Harry said, hey, do this, and next thing you know, in your cow pasture over there, da 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 da. And, you know, at the end of the day, you don't get anything accomplished. That's our Uncle Harry. <laughs> good old Uncle oh, Harry. That's a great point, though. You're right, the poor guy. But he does have good ideas, but you also have to know how to nicely say, hey, I'll take that under consideration. And, um, you know, and the, and the reality is, Bob, Rob, is that the yeah. – at the end of the day, you only have a certain amount of time. Exactly. You've got a window of time to bring that property to product to market. Right. So it's, the property it's, it's as it met, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And you've got to make those many decisions that are going to actually bring this property, the life to this uh, project, yep. to the uh, to market. And I think by being very singleness of mind, I think you'll I think you'll get there a lot quicker. Very good. That was a, that was an excellent Freudian segue. We'll call that. Into more about <laughs> into more about the actual product, which is related to the project, which is also related to property. So, <laughs> I think that's a good way to segue over to talk about um, more about specifically about the the product that you're working on, and, and tell us about the business itself that you're working on right now, and how long you've been okay. working on it. Well, I've been working on the project for about five years. Uh, actually, it's been more than that in its other forms. Uh, uh-huh. But I would say that the core current product, the way it is today, is probably between three and four years old, maybe even as many as five years old. Mm-hmm. And um, what I produce, Rob, is I have a, a product that's called Life and Homes. Mm-hmm. And it's a product that what I call an open market real estate listing service. And essentially what I do is I, wa- I come into a community, uh, any community up and down you know, America, mm-hmm. and I work with what I call the seven vertical markets of real estate in that community. Mm-hmm. I work with realtors. I work with for sale by owners. I work with real estate investors. I work with manufactured uh, dealers. I work with the contractors, the developers, uh, the commercial brokers, uh, pretty much anybody that's doing any type of real estate transactions. I work with them, and what I do is I offer to them very, very affordable uh, advertising and marketing of their listings uh, to promote them uh, to the general public. And we do that using a lot of different media, such as print, online, radio, television, uh, or anything else in between, quite frankly, with all the new uh, products that are out there as far as media uh, sources. So at the end of the day, my goal is to help with these real estate professionals to bring a solution every month so that they can bring all their properties into a, a database, a hub, a magazine, and whatever, and dispense that to the general public. And by doing that, I mean, we live in the Walmart age right now. Everybody wants choices. My, right. my thinking is that if somebody has $150,000, uh, they're looking to buy a $150,000 house, they really do want to see what's on the market not just from the realtors, but really the whole market, whether it be the spec homes that the contractors are building or maybe there might even be a foreclosure on the market. And basically what I'm doing, Rob, is bringing that all underneath one roof and starting to market all those properties to the general public on a daily basis. And that's really the core of Life uh, life and Homes. We have a magazine. Uh, we actually do this in two separate areas. We've been very successful in doing it. We have a print publication uh, that we put out there. We also have a, a online uh, w- uh, website that's very functional that uh, 
again, dispenses that information. We also use commercials, local uh, commercials on the radio and uh, commercials on TV as well. And, and just getting that awareness of that brand out to the general public so that people that are looking for houses or entertainment information for articles and so on, uh, we could provide that for them. Awesome. So, so the, the thing is here that um, for the average listener that says, um, you know, playing devil's advocate, well, what, you know, why can't we do this through the, through the traditional real estate marketing avenue? And, of course, I know the answer to this already. <laughs> I'm setting you up for the answer here. But um, there's a couple of things that make your sort of model um, stand out and what make it so that it's um, catching on rapidly in the communities you're already in. Can you uh, talk a little more? And, and, and actually, there's a few different things. Um, one of the things is um, your your what what you call what do you call your listing service? It's a different than the regular MLS, right? Because people is. think yeah. of listing, the, the, they think of MLS. The, Yours stands out a couple different ways. And what do you call that? Yeah. And why does it stand out? Okay, uh, the regular MLS in a community is is in most cases just a database filled with realtors that have houses to post onto their database. So that's a very important part of a regular MLS. Uh, Life and Homes, my product, actually has uh, a little bit wider kind of breadth, uh, if you will, of houses that are being displaced to the general public. We, We obviously include the realtors, but we do what's called an open market listing service. Which means that we, if you have a, if you're a for sale by owner person in a local community, and you want to present your your property out to the general public, you could call us. If you're a real estate investor that you have a couple of houses that you want to put on the market uh, through a, like an, uh, a listing service, you could do that. You could call us. You could be a manufactured home dealer uh, that has those double wides or modular homes. You could call us, and we would put that on this listing service. Uh, if you're a contractor, if you're uh, so so, Rob, to answer your question, what makes us very unique and different is that we're pretty much an all-inclusive mm-hmm. uh, website, as opposed to just being just a realtor-based product. And, and at and the end of the day, the benefit to the users is that they have a large selection of properties to take a look at as they're choosing to buy their next home. Absolutely, and the thing that I love about the product is you get you have the fizzles, you have people who, like you mentioned, the spec homes. Somebody doesn't even have the home built, they can still put. Why shouldn't they be able to put it in a listing? They still can do that. And then the I think the ultimate key to this whole strategy, is, and is why people are converting from what you might call traditional or the older fashion media, is that um, it's not at the expense of the realtor. Somebody might hear this and say, "Oh, now now I as the realtor have to compete." with Fizbo's, that's not the case. Actually, you have a better deal, right? How does the deal get better for the realtor? Well, here's the thing about the realtors, uh, and I'm going to be up front with our our listening audience today, and that is uh, a lot of the for sale by owners actually price their products a little too high, their homes a little too high. Uh So they'll stay on a product like ours for a couple months, and then maybe they don't get the nibbles that they're looking for because, quite frankly, they're priced a little high. But eventually what ends up happening is that the for sale by owner if they don't adjust their price level, then really the only other option is to move over to a realtor that's right. working in our database. Uh, if, and if they choose one, then they can just refer that over to the realtor, and then they can sell it and so on and so forth. Exactly. But the really unique thing about the realtors is that there's a discount. And I'll just throw out a number. Sure. You can actually advertise all your properties online 
and one property in print, the print magazine, and this is going to blow you away, for as little as $15 for the entire month. There's so let's say that you have 30 or 40 properties that you have in your inventory, mm-hmm. and you're a realtor, and money's tight right now because of the economy and the way real estate is, and you're looking for a, a solution, a marketing solution, to advertise your properties out to the general public every month, you could do it with Life at Homes for as little as $15. You get all your properties in there. And you can get all your, prop- you can get all your properties online, and then you can put one of the properties in the print in magazine. Print. So at the end of the day, Rob, what you have Starter, is a very Starter, affordable Starter. solution right. for advertising and marketing your listings to the general public every month. That's really a unique benefit to the realtors. Absolutely. And, and that's the, the sort of the, the kingpin to the whole strategy, if you will, is, is that you, you're finding a way to produce a – you're producing something, and it's, it's basically, let's face it, you look at the newspapers are all in trouble. Why are the newspapers in trouble? It's because the business plan has to change. You're evolving the business plan of the traditional newspaper type of medium. Yeah. And let me just say that it's, this has gone over so well. We're actually in two places. We're in the central New York area, and then we're up in the north country – of, of New York State, but I got to tell you that we're on the threshold right now of franchising. Uh, we're actually right now uh, contracts have already been signed, and by January 15th of 2010, we will be franchising this model to people that would be interested uh, across the country. And uh, hey, I think down, it's a great way to, to make some seconds. money. We're down to 10 seconds. Give the URL, and this company's going to franchise, going to go crazy. It's LifeInHomes.com, or just Google yep. Life and Homes. Uh, they can do either Google Life at Homes or go to lifeathomes.com dot com and uh, give me give me a call if you'd like and we could talk a little bit more about it. Hey, thanks, uh, Bob, my number is three one five. What's that? Go ahead, give a number quick. I think we're out. Okay, three one five eight six five five eight four five. There you go. Thanks for being on the show, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, All right, Bob. Take care now. Bye bye.